Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. flourishing against all of this meeting is being recorded so um like i said i was doing a little bit of um research prior to today and um i noticed that women are paid uh women are still paid 34 percent lesser than the men counterparts even that we are 80 percent higher in terms of uh, entrepreneurship. So um, I want to appreciate Nikkei and Titsi once again for the opportunity and the amazing thing that you're doing. Uh, welcome to Folaki and Janet. Um, I know other people are going to come in um, while we are on. All right, I want to introduce myself properly. My name is Adani Uche. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Addis Agro-Processing Limited. We are a food processing and packaging business based in Lagos, Nigeria, that provides families with the healthier cooking ingredients and spices. Uh, I've, uh, will I say I've, I've had this uh, entrepreneurship business mindset growing up. I'm the only girl among five men and uh, raised by an, a woman also. My mom raised um, all of us, that's six of us. So um, the journey has been somewhat rough. I'm a graduate of foreign languages and literatures from the University of Portacot uh, here in Nigeria, uh, French and German to be precise. But you see, it's funny, like I read uh, foreign languages and literatures and um, into food processing. How does how does both of them um, work? Uh, but uh, immediately after school, I got a job where I was a business development uh, manager. I worked with an advertising company uh, for about three, four years. Then uh, I worked with an engineering company also in business development because I'm a people person. So um, I had, I now got married and uh, I had uh, complications uh, with my second child. So I had to resign. Uh, me being the restless person uh, that I was, I was looking for what to do. And I, I love helping people, and especially in the kitchen department. I love cooking. I, go, I loved going to the market and all that. So I was thinking of what to do. I first started, I have had two failed businesses. So first, I started a business, an interior design business for children, where I design and decorate children's room. I plan parties for children. But it failed at some point. And I started another business where I deal on burdens. And it also failed. So it was a very, very um, trying period for me. 
uh, having three children and I had already resigned. I didn't know what to do. So I needed to make it work. Then we moved in Lagos. We lived on the mainland part of the business. So we had to move to the island. A few times that we came, there were a lot of traffic. So I was thinking in my head, you know, what, how, how they cope. They spend a lot of their time in traffic and uh, how, 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 when did they get home? Some of them get home very late. How do they cope with cooking, taking care of the kids and all that, all their, you know, so I, I thought of, okay, since I have this flair for cooking and shopping, I decided to start Addis. Then it was, it was Maggie's, uh, Maggie's Food. Then I wanted to help people grocery shopping and all that. So the business I started in 2016, but I didn't have money. I just had about 30,000 naira. That's about $60. My brother uh, loaned me. Uh, and But what I did, because I had already had two failed businesses, I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted this one to work. I wanted this one to work. So I... I um, applied for uh, a program by Faith Foundation that was sponsored by Facebook International. Uh, it was a three-month program where they taught us how to build a proper business. So it was after that program, really, my business, you know, took a leap. Because before the program, I just had six customers, you know, and... Um, I was just using the Facebook, you know, for just, you know, playing around. But after the classes, we were taught on how to use social media to actually build our businesses. They taught us finance, uh, you know, pricing, accounting. They taught us business development. They taught us marketing, digital marketing and all that. And after the program, from, from the start, from the start to 18 months, the, these six customers grew to 84 customers. And this $60 and this 30,000 Naira grew to about 6 million. So um, ah, I said, okay, this is very promising. So I need to make it work, like I said. So I had to, each time, I'm always, because I wanted the business to work, I'm always um, looking for avenues to further re refine my myself, refine the business, you know, what is it that they are doing out there? How can I make it better? So, um, and there are a lot of organizations, you know, that help. They are now trying to recognize women in business. So that we are now looking into supporting women entrepreneurs. So from the Sherry Blair Foundation um, Entrepreneurship Development uh, School uh, by the Lagos Business School, um, I attended, I've attended a lot of programs just to learn, you know, and to improve myself, improve the business, you know, grow. So um, there was one of the programs that I attended in 2019, there's an Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. Uh, sponsored by the U.S. Consulate in Nigeria. And that was another level of uh, growth in my business. You know, like I said earlier, I was into 
grocery delivering and uh, grocery delivering. So, but after the program, I had to think a word to see how best I can refine and improve on my business. Then I went for a, a class uh, uh spice making class because i was thinking in the nigerian open market especially there are a lot of unhealthy food practices and food adulterations going on so i wanted to i wanted to help families enjoy their meal and enjoying it at that fact but eating and cooking healthy the i'm always telling people for an adult you have one tablespoon of um, salt per day, but we are already in a meal, in a plate. We are already exceeding, you know, our salt intake. And recently, we've uh, research have shown that we have to find an idea. Let me let me think about you. To think about, I think about to find something that works. Hello. Okay. Please carry on. I've muted. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, um, I was saying that. We already consuming more salt, so I wanted I, I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to change the narrative. You can enjoy healthier meal depending on the choice of food that you cook. So I we partnered with the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition. We applied for a grant and we got it. Remember this: I had no money. I said just thirty thousand. That's sixty dollars, and the business. So I haven't been paying myself, which I I strongly, or I wasn't, which I strongly advise, you know, other women to, you know, because we are women, we tend to, um, we tend to mix up, you know, our family funding and family uh, 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 money with a business. But it's always, I always tell people because I took, after the two failed businesses, I took the right decision by, um, by going for what I call business education. You cannot, I know why it, it feels like men in the entrepreneurship world do better than women because they are very strict with, you know, their fund, their revenue, how they distribute it. But for women, because we are motherly, we always tend to, you know, mix our business uh, money with our, family you know with family but when you want your business to grow if you really know what you want to get at if you have a goal and a direction you should be able to you know stick with separating the family and the business that is the only way women entrepreneurs can thrive for me it wasn't easy i didn't get any help until I decided to take the bull by the horn, you know, trying to make an impact. And I always, you know, tell everybody that cares to listen or cares to know that you can actually do it. I was just, um, I was just, you know, when Nick and I were talking earlier, saying that, you know, we even at that, that women make up the 58% of the continent's self-employed population. But we are still paid less, especially women in the sub-Saharan African country. We continue to end lower. So how do we make the difference? It's by doing the right things, following the right steps. That is having a business education. So now, I know earlier... Um, 
you know, when I was looking at the profile for family firm business, you know, let's just take, for instance, if you check the businesses that are, have been succeeded by their, by children, how many of them are women? Yes, it's said that women are better managers, but how many women are given the chance to take up their family businesses so for me because i have because i have understood what it takes and what has been happening i plan to build a business and structured business that my children my two girls because i have two girls and two boys they can take after you know me and build a proper business um for Women in family, I talk about women in family businesses overcoming our limitations and rising above the challenges. I, I hear people tell me, oh, I don't know, um, how, how are you doing it? You have four children. You know, my children, I can't even, I can't even cope. I can't even, but you can if you really want to. You can if you really want to. Before now, as at last year, I didn't have any help. I didn't have, but I, I planned myself. I always sit my children down i talk to them i tell them you know mommy has to work so i give them the time that i'm supposed to i still do the assignments with them i cook because i like cooking but i still make time for my business so i have i know my friend always told me that but i till i started following i have a routine and i have a you know i have a routine so by eight late as 8 30 my children are already asleep the, I have my my oldest is ten, and my youngest is is going to be two next week. So, but I always create time. I make sure that everything I do at eight thirty p.m. in the evening, at latest nine, all my children are off to bed, so that I can have time. Everywhere is quiet. I can you know do what I want to do. And when you look at, you said, oh, she has it all together. From 2016 that I started this business till about last year, I had no, I had no staff. I did everything myself. So if I can do it, I'm not saying that other women can do it. It's just about determination. What I told myself before I started that I wanted people to look at me and say, Adane, because of you, I did not give up. It's not been an easy road. There has not been, uh, a, 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 yeah, I'm married, I have a husband, but it's me and me alone. So am I going to say because I don't have any help, because the husband is not there, I am not going to survive, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to, I know what I want to do. So that is helping people choose a healthier option, it's what keeps me up every morning because i want to empower other women that is what keeps me going i just recently launched um addis foundation where we want to empower other women and youth to thrive we are in our pilot stage and we have 30 uh, entrepreneurs both male and female that are currently mentoring and coaching so you say how do i find time for all these things I just have to have to make it work. I, we launched our first. Um, we have a, a fourteen products product line, 
and uh, we have our NAVDAC, it's a full certification in Nigeria. We have our US FDA certification, and we are working on our HACCP also. We are currently in four supermarkets in the UK and 18 supermarkets in Nigeria. So it's because I know that people are looking up to me, I have to make it work. And I want people, even my children, you know, they see every time, mommy, you're working, mommy, you're doing, I want to be able to pass that, um, I want to be able to pass it down the line and also uh, tell men that if you can do it, I can do it also. But it's just about priority and also understanding spouse. You have to be able to, you know, they taught us if you want people to understand what you're doing, you should be able to sell your vision to them. I know I sat, I sat my husband down some of the t uh, one of the days, and I told him this is my plan. So you have to help me, you know, uh, pursue this my goal. If you're not going to help me, then we're going to have a problem. So also communication has a, a lot, a, a lot to play. You can do it. I'm always telling people that you know, kids that come to me that say you can do it. But another thing is, if you can't do it alone. I did it alone for, you know, about three years. But I figured if I want to grow, I need to seek for help. So I have mentors that I always go to whenever I hit a roadblock. Look for people that, you know, that have been successful in the area that you want to play with. And will align with your own goal. Because there are some times when you say, people say, oh, you're going to be my mentor. There are people that are also going to pull you down, right? So you have to make the right choice in terms of mentorship. And also have, I have, I have a, I'm not a friend, a female, I'm not a friend, friend. But the three that I have, those are the ones that each time that I need help in terms of my business, in terms of my personal life, I can always call and open up and talk to them so that I don't have to carry a lot. As women, we need to surround ourselves with those kind of people that are going to lift us up, that are going to cheer us. That has always, you know, helped me. I looked at, if you, I looked at, I was also doing a, lot, a little bit of a research and I noticed that in terms of women in women entrepreneurs, we have South Africa as the top leading uh, uh, women that have entrepreneurs with 64.4%. We have Botswana, we have Uganda, we have Ghana, then Nigeria, and other countries coming up. But we really need to um, really do need to make an impact, saying that okay, I'm building a, a scalable business because there's a difference between building a business and building a scalable business. Those are the things that we need to understand. And look for, you know, look for um, organizations that uh, have the same goal as yours. Like I said, I, um, I'm always the one to, you know, read and research. I looked at, for, for my own type of business, um, Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, because um, according to the United Nations SDG goals, one of the SDG goals that we are working on is two, that is nutritious meal for all. So you have to look for organizations that um, 
work in line with your vision and your goal and partner with them like i said you can't do it alone and that is the difference between women and men but if you from going forward if you want to um if you want to scale if you want to make that impact and build a scalable and resilient business we need to be a step ahead think how think the way men would if you if you look at how would if you say how would this person think how would they think then you'll be able to match you know whatever um that you're doing i've i've also been able to i'm a guest chef on two tv stations in nigeria where i also use that opportunity to talk to people about eating healthy cooking healthy and staying healthy but also as a woman you have to think about yourself what makes you what makes you happy what makes you what makes you relaxed how can i achieve my goal and that is about planning and i cannot uh, i cannot overemphasize about planning planning is very very important and that is what is going to make us be able to bridge this gap between the men and women plan yourself you can do it it's not easy nobody says it's going to be easy but when we plan accordingly and stick to it you know the sky is just the stepping stone for us if i can do it you can do it every other person can do it and there are so many I, 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 there's a, a particular particular group that I, I belong to. I always talk to them about entrepreneurship. But when I, I remember one of the times that I sent a link for a grant application, I get mail, people sending me messages. Oh, this thing, they are too long. They're asking too many questions. That is the only thing that distinguishes a man from a woman. You have to, if you want it, a man will go a long way to get it. But you, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? You have to have to take that. I, like I said, I was doing this business with my own money from the 30,000 naira that had been growing then. But I knew that I wanted to scale. I applied for, I remember I applied for a CBN loan, CBN Central Bank of Nigeria. They had this loan for SMEs. I was thinking, okay, how do I, how am I going to apply for this? It was tedious. We have millions of applications. There were like thousands of applications. But, but I applied anyway. But when the loan came, I was selected to get the loan. But I was afraid to take it. I was telling myself, Adani, can you pay? The, can you pay? Can you pay? I let the, I did not take this loan for almost a year. They were calling me. Adam, why are you not taking this loan? What is happening? Okay, what is happening? But I was scared. I told them, oh, the percentage was too much. I don't know if I can take it. But one of the times I went on a retreat. I always go on a retreat, you know, every December to like think about my year. So I was thinking, I said, what is the worst that could happen? What is the worst that could, the only thing that could happen is that I'm going to work harder, right? Is that I'm going to just work harder. And I came back, I took the loan. I closed, I said, what you, I can take, I can do it. I took the loan, but the loan helped me. But you know that immediately I took that loan, I got two grants. I got grants by the U.S. consulate, and I got a grant by the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition too. So if I hadn't taken that step, do you think that I would have gotten those? I don't think so. So most times, men, they are risk takers. Women, we should be able to start taking risk if we really want to grow we should be able to 
take risks. The worst that could happen is a yes or a no. If it's a yes, then good. If it's a no, you go back to the drawing board. What are the things that you didn't do right? How can I improve? How can I make it better? And you apply again. And prior to that, I had already applied for so many grants, but it could only get better. I was selected, um, we are, I was selected among the three, three women to pitch for, um, it's like a shark tank for investment by Agrav. I was scared, but I did it. So I, uh, after then, I got an email for a possible investment. But they told me that they can only invest from a one, $1 million, you know, revenue. So it's not bad for me. The only thing I have to go back to the drawing board and double my efforts. And I can match that one million. So um, it's just a charge, you know, for us. If seek help, please seek help. Anything you don't in understand, seek help. Then strive to learn. Every opportunity I get, I learn. Every opportunity I get, I learn. Try to learn. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from people that have gone ahead and learn. So thank you. Um, I'm just going to stop here. If you have any questions, because I just want it to be interactive, you know, ask me any questions and we can go. Thank you so much, Ms. Adane. Please stay on video. I have a number of questions. Um, so you mentioned that you started a business that failed um, and prior to your current business. Can you share with us what you learned from that journey of so-called failure? Okay. Um, thank you, Nikki. Okay, first, I didn't do... You know, there's this thing that we always do oh I, I i i'm passionate about this i'm passionate passion does i felt that a passion doesn't do it alone passion with work you have to put in the work so i didn't know anything like i said i i studied foreign language and literatures i found myself being a business development uh, manager uh customer service so i didn't have any knowledge about how to run a proper business so I think that was my number one mistake. And that is one of the mistakes that we do as business owners. I didn't know, okay, if not the USADF grant that I got, I actually did my, I actually did my uh, accounting myself. I, I'm, I'm very bad with maths. My husband always, you know, I'm very, very bad. But I was surprised. Even when the, when the, when the results came, Amongst the, we about 250 that applied. We only three were selected. And I, and they said I was, I, I was the first. I came first. And I'm wondering how. I don't know math. Because one of the, um, one of the criteria was to do a cash flow statement. A cash flow statement. From because I had gone through classes, I've gone through trainings, I was able to use what I learned to do my own cash flow statement without having an accountant, right? Then because I also knew what I was going for, because I also had, because I had failed, I wanted to do better. So one, like I said, I wanted to do everything myself. You can't grow and it cannot work if you want to do everything yourself. Most of the times women, you know, we have this, um, that we, want to ha we want to be in control of everything. No, we cannot. And that is that was what happened. I just wanted to be in control. I was the, 
I was the interior designer. I was the accountant. I was the marketing. I was just everything. No, no, no. We just have to learn to, you know, um, assign roles. So some of the things you can't do it yourself. And even your business, you can't even, there's some things that you can outsource, right? And even if you don't have money to pay monthly, you can tell them I'll pay per, per job that you deliver, right? So one was seeking for help. I wasn't seeking for help. I wanted to do it all by myself. Then secondly, I did not have, I had zero knowledge of how to run a proper business. And I, I didn't, I, I felt like I didn't have, I didn't have a direction. I didn't have direction. But now, after the class, there's something they call business model canvas. I know a lot of people say, oh, to write a business plan. Yes, it's, it, it's tough. But you can have a one-pager. Business model canvas is a one-page. So you have a picture, vivid picture of everything from the revenue that you want, your partners, your customers, who your customers were, how to target them, what type of, um, what type of, um, how do you reach them? Because it's also very important. And they also taught us, you know, which I was like telling is, everybody is not your customer. When you say there's a target market, then there's an addressable market. So in the spice market, for example, we have 9.2 billion spice market globally, but they are not my customers. We have about 200 million plus people in Nigeria, but they are not my customers. Everybody can be, you break it down, you come down. Yes, I want to target the mid-level income earners. The, all the mid-level income earners are not my customers. So your customers are those that need your products or services and can pay for it. If you can't pay for my services or my product, then you're not my customers, right? So those business education taught me this, and I didn't know it. That's why I was just, you know, and we should also try to um, distinguish between entrepreneurs <laughs> and business, business owners. Like entrepreneurs, yes, you are having a business, but you, you are serving your community. You have an impact on your community. But business, mm. you know, just buying and selling and all that, you know. So for, that's why we have to distinguish it. What is your end goal? Who mm. are you? Who are you impacting? Mm. Who, are, who, who is your business impacting? Mm. Right? Mm. So um, those are the things that I learned and I wanted to do better. Thank you for sharing um, so extensively. We have a couple of comments from Folake. Um, she says, I'm into nutritious food also. Um, Pro-vitamin A, cassava flour, how can she join the game? And then she said, I agreed you, can, you can't do everything in business yourself, but when your company is still young, how do you fund those services? Okay. Um, hi, Folake. Okay. Um, I'm going to drop my email so um, you just send me an email after the um, the, the session. Then um, for a small bit, like I said, I did it myself too. And it's okay to do it by yourself when you are starting because you don't have the luxury, too many funds to be able to 
um, employ hands. But if you're doing, are you into, are you processing or are you a farmer? That's another thing. Are you processing or are you a farmer? That will help. So if you are a farmer, then you know you can have um, you can uh, have other farmers. So sometimes that you cannot produce, you can partner with other farmers. So you take off from them. So then what it then means is that your selling price will have to change. So you incorporate, you look at how much are they, if you're if you not farming, how much are you going to get from them? For example, you are selling 500 Naira. That's your selling price. And your cost price is 400 Naira. So if you're going to get from farmers, that will make your cost price to 450, right? For example, so are you willing to part with 15 Naira? So those are, it is the mathematics that you need to do. So you, when you are making, when you are making it yourself, your cost price can be, you can be making profit of 100 Naira, but when you are off taking from someone else, you are, you, you, you should be willing to be able to slash that price either by 50% or by 70% or 40 however, you have to, because you can't, like, like I said, you can't do it alone. But, you are, but if you're into processing, so what others do is, um, one, you look for people that already have an approved location, right? You pay a certain sum, you go there, you process your things if you don't have the machines, and it makes the job easier, and it costs down costs. Then the second part of processing, what you can do is look for people that already process, but you that trusted people. Remember, trusted people that you trust their processes. You can buy from them and repackage. They do it abroad. Most of these companies that you see, they don't process it themselves, but they know the value, they know the value chain, they know how the, the products, the raw materials are gotten, and they know how they are being processed. So those are the two ways you can actually um, engage. Thank you. Thank you. You mentioned a couple of times during your um, keynotes the importance of women taking risks. Um, and I want you to unpack that a little bit more. Um, perhaps for yourself, how um, you've been able to embrace more risk-taking in your business. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you talk about risk, they are, they are quite different. So we have the risk of, in terms of funding right in terms of loan taking and i know um there's been issues with um the amount of um of um what do you call it percentage that the banks take all right um but there are other there are other opportunities for women like that the interest rates are quite low so that where that one comes in is for us to explore. You know how um, social media algorithms work. So whatever you search often, right? Each time you go online, those things you get pop-ups, right? So search for opportunities. When you search for opportunities where women, there are a lot of banks. I'm using Nigeria. I don't know. I know some other countries. I know uh, Nexim Bank. Afrexim Bank, they are also doing things for women. Okay, so um, we should try and uh, search those um, 
platforms. So that is about it. It's scary. But like I said, taking that loan, what I told myself, I was so scared to take it. I said, for one year, they were calling. Madam, you don't want to take this loan. You see, when they are begging you to take loan and you don't want. But the good thing is that, that the interest rate was quite low. And I didn't have that information. So when I got a lot of calls, what I did was I had to call my banker. I had to sit down with him. I said, this is the option that I'm getting for a 9% interest rate as against 23 to 30% the commercial banks were giving. And my banker said, Madam, this is very good. Take it. So the only th what I now did was, before I made that decision, I had to increase my sales. And how do I do it? Is to increase the number of supermarkets that I'm supplying, right? So for example, if I supply, if I think now that I'm supplying about 21 supermarkets, what I did was that I didn't supply all of them at once. So I was supplying them bi-weekly. Like I supplied this supermarket this week. After two weeks, I supplied the next supermarket. So that when the money is coming, right, I know that every month I'm going to be getting money back, right? That is what I did. So you have to go back to your, you know, your drawing, drawing board. Look at what sales that are coming. Look at um, where do you get your most revenue. Also, look at your cost, your costing. What is it that takes more of um, your profit? You should be able to reduce, you know, expenditures so that when the profit comes, you know, it's quite much. Then another risk that I took was um, getting uh, equipment. For food processing, you know that most of the equipment that we use are food grade. So um, I made I made I made a lot of mistakes in the sense that the people I was buying from the, the cost was so much and all that. Till I had to ask people around, people in the same circle. I asked, "How do you, where do you people get this equipment? Where what is it that you are doing? Right? What is it? You know, I had to ask questions. I made mistakes a lot." And also, in terms of raw materials and all that, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. But it is the risk that I, you know, that was worth taking because now I know that I had to take advantage of my, the people around me. You have to ask questions. Ask. The only thing they tell you is no or yes. But you just have to ask questions. Honestly, I know a lot of women, they always hold information. Like, mm, mm, but... You just have to go. You have to because a man will do everything to get what you what they want. See, women, they are some some people are nasty. Some people are nasty. They don't want to tell you anything. But what I said is, even when you tell me no, that's when I will go and I I must look for that thing, right? So you just have to. People are um, and most of the times, you know, as women, we wear emotions on our sleeves. As a business person, as if you really know what you want to do, please. Just when you are leaving the house, just keep some of those emotions and come out. The men are, I cannot be dogged and rugged. Just move and, you know, that's me. That's how I've been able to, you know, survive. I don't take no for an answer. Most I say, at this woman, you always, I say, yes, so I will disturb you. I will disturb you till I get what I want, you know. So that is me. And that we should also try to take that. Um, when you get home, you can now be soft. But in the business world, 
there are a lot of you are going to meet a lot of sharks lions and all that you should be able to also put on that when you are done then you can go for example um i remember a lot of people were coming to invest in my company and they were telling you when i told the person i i told the person something that i'm going to give the person 20 percent but say oh 20 percent is is small uh if i'm going to invest and you're going to but i had to sit down with um, the president of the angel lagos angel investors and when he said for every for a real investor that knows what the person wants and does not want to take your business the person will not ask you for more than 10 percent. don't give the person more than 10 percent of your business and that is another part that women please if you don't have a legal person that advice please go and get that but you need a legal person so that you don't make mistakes right you don't make um I, I was selected to be um in the cohort of founders institute so um they wrote in one of the legal that's why it's always good to read please any documents that anybody passes across please try and read a lot of people have made mistakes you know try and read every document because some things are hidden on those things so um there's a clause there that said they're going to take 2.5 percent of your business if you get an investment and a lot of people did not read it and decide so i got a call from someone last week and saying ah man please i know that you've been in business i want to ask you did you see that clause i said i saw it but the thing is they're going to take 2.5 percent of your business for connecting you to another for investors is that what you're willing do you know what it means to give away 2.5 percent of your business so some people did not read it and you sign and at the end of the day you start and it's a binding document whatever you sign your append your is a binding document unless you don't want to run that business again so please as a female entrepreneur re please read every document read every document some things are hidden in written words in the, in this in this in this world now people don't read anymore but if you really want to be a success at what you do please try and read they hide certain things in written words so that's that's it thank you so much adane um had positive Comments in the chat box. Um, this has been really, really insightful. Thank you for all your tips. If anyone would love to reach out to you to learn more about your work, how best can they reach you? Okay, I can send an email. I'm just going to drop my email on the chat box. So, and uh, LinkedIn, uh, we're on LinkedIn. Um, okay, so. Um, when when you when they search you might see Adi Sudmat, you know, uh that was our name before we rebranded to Addis Agro. So um in case you see Addis Foodmat and Addis Agro, they are one and the same. Awesome. Thank you so much everybody. Um our next session will be starting in fifteen minutes, so you can check your emails for the Zoom link. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining. I appreciate bye bye Nikki. Bye everyone.